Hey team, this is the Sports and Marriage Podcast, where we use our passion for sports to help us build a championship caliber relationship. I'm your host, Chad Thompson, here to coach you through the wins and losses of life, through the lens of our favorite sports. Let's kick it off. Hey folks, welcome back. You know, for this uh, podcast, I I really want to refrain in as much as I possibly can in getting into the personal lives of athletes. You know, I, what we're we're trying to do is take our love for sports, take our interest in sports. We're taking the values and the and the principles and the the tenets of, of teamwork. And applying it to marriage, the things that make it uh, a successful team, a championship team, legendary team, uh, and applying them to our, our relationships. I really don't want to delve into the personal lives, especially, you know, we've got these these folks that are public figures, but also they have family members, they have kids, they have spouses. Really don't typically want to do that. But in, in this case, there is an athlete going through some marital issues that seem to be somewhat public. We have limited information right now, but I think that it's, it's certainly very um, illustrative of the, the issues that we're talking about in marriage that cause so many conflicts. Uh, we've already talked about a couple of these principles. And so I really want to cover this, this particular uh, situation. Uh, those of you that follow sports have heard uh, in the last few weeks, and really, really probably for the last couple of months, that Tom Brady, considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, probably the greatest football player ever, has been having issues in his relationship, with his, in his marriage. Again, the, the details are are spotty. Um, you know, maybe some some limited comments that we were reading into, uh, but are still, you know, they still kind of sh- they show us this idea that when when two teammates, uh, two marital teammates, are not on the same page, then it will it'll create conflict and might end a relationship, a relationship that's gone on for a decade or so. Right. It's, it's gone on for for quite a while, you know, and, and we would we might say that in a lot of ways that that Tom Brady's spouse, Giselle. You know, they, they have a lot of what we would dream of. They have uh, have, a, have appeared to have had a, a good relationship. Now, now, now everybody has problems. Right? I, I've, I've said that before on this podcast. I'll say it again. I'll continue to preach it as long as I'm involved in trying to help people with their marriages that. That if you're married, you have problems. So we, we none of us are assuming that everything uh, in their relationship is 100% great all the time. Just because they're famous and they have money and they have pretty much anything that they would ever want, right? We, we're not assuming that their marriage is perfect. 
Uh, certainly it, it's not, even, even before these things came to light. So, uh, but as we kind of break down this situation, what is, is, is known in the kind of the public forum, uh, either they've made comments or apparently sources have reliable sources have reported to some journalists things that are happening. We can see that there are certain things, certain things happening that that are going to potentially lead to the end of the marriage, and and often even if it's not the end of the marriage, but um, but leading to conflict in the relationship. Uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna cover those uh, today in the in the podcast. What we know, or what theoretically we know, what what the rumors are. How that applies to your marriage and your relationship, and and hopefully we can avoid these things. Uh, and and so the the first thing that I'm seeing is a lack of a team first mentality. When we start saying, "I want this and I want that," it's okay. It's okay for us to to share with our teammate. Hey, I would really like this to happen. I want this to happen. I have these goals in my life, and I'd like for to be able to uh, to reach my own goals. That's fine. That's that's fine. But uh, but then our our spouse gets to our teammate gets to also share what they want, and where we run into problems, obviously, is that it, when those things conflict with each other, when my wants and my desires conflict. Again, I've said it on this podcast. I've said it in many situations in counseling sessions and in and or marriage retreats that I've done, uh, marriage seminars that I've I've led that rarely I, I've actually never heard in my office two people coming in and saying, you know what, this person is always trying to meet my needs. This person will not stop meeting my needs and, and, and there's no space, there's no opportunity for me to meet their needs. That's not what we're, we, I've never had that conversation. Don't know that I will ever have that conversation. Usually it is, I want this from my teammate. I want this in my life. And my teammate or my partner will not uh, support me in that or is not supporting me in that or is pursuing their own goals and needs and not what I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, as well. It's not as important to them. That's usually what we're going to argue about. Um, And it is really a self-focused, a self-centered thing. Now, again, I understand that that you have to have your own needs. You have to have your own goals. Um, But inevitably, in relationships, someone is making a sacrifice. You know, again, on a football team, not every receiver can catch the ball. Uh, There's only one ball in a basketball game. As the NBA season gets ready to start, you can't you can't always get the shot. Uh, in fact, the person that's always taking the ball and taking the shot is the ball hog, and nobody likes a ball hog. The ball hog is the guy that wants the glory, right? That is the gal or the guy or whoever that wants the glory, and they might be the best player on the team, but. It's not much of a team if no one else gets to, to play and no one else gets to have an opportunity to use their talents and to reach their goals together. So it, it also is a problem when, when somebody 
is always giving in. Uh, if, if, if they're always making the sacrifice or if they believe they're the ones always making the sacrifice on behalf of the team, then we're going to run into a, a problem. So it, what, it, what appears is happening, you know, Tom, Tom Brady, uh, even if we go back a year before, or no, actually it was, it, was this last, it was this last year, this last NFL season, in Tom Brady's final game when they were playing the Rams, he got banged up a little bit. If you recall, he had a little, uh, got a little helmet to the chin. You know, he's a little irritated about that. Got a little bloodied. You know, he's getting beat up. And as I recall, there were some comments made by you know Giselle that she she prefers that not to happen. You know, she prefers him not to get beat up and hurt, and wants him to be healthy when he finally retires. I don't think that's probably an unreasonable request, right? That's not an unreasonable request. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, the Buccaneers lost, you know, maybe Tom Brady had some other things that he was planning on, on doing and he decides to retire. Uh, and then it sounds like that's probably what his wife wanted him to do was to, to retire. You know, he said, uh, he's notorious for saying that when it's football season, he's only focused on football, very little time for the family. He's trying to give a hundred percent to the profession. And it sounds like it while they've been together. Uh, perhaps that's, you know, uh, his wife has been okay with that. Or or at least they've negotiated. Maybe there's times where she's not, but they've at least negotiated to the point where, hey, of course, I want you to be happy. I want you to be successful. I want you to pursue your passions. And so I'm going to put up with some of this stuff for, for all these years. But it seems like maybe uh, perhaps Giselle was getting what she hoped for, what she wanted, which was, He's going to retire. He's going to be around to see the be around the family more. He's going to uh, be able to go to, to to more events. He's going to be uh, a support to her, and maybe it opens up a door for her now to to do what she wants to do in her career and in her life to pursue her uh, dreams to to a greater uh, to to a greater extent because he's more uh, more available to help out around the house. For whatever reason, uh, he decides, you know what, I'm going to unretire. Uh, obviously, I mean, he has a passion for it. You don't become the greatest of all time uh, at your your profession if if you don't have as much passion as he does. And and you know maybe maybe again I'm going with the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there was even a conversation saying, you know, I'm really not happy with this choice. I you know I really would like to. Just try to go one more year. I think we have a shot to win the Super Bowl. And and again, I'm I'm giving everybody the benefit of the doubt that they're making the decision uh, together. You know, maybe certain promises were made. Uh, people seem to allude to, to some that some some things like that where maybe he said, okay, well, if you let me come back to to football one more season or whatever, you know. Again, I'm I'm speculating. We don't exactly know, so I don't want to put too much on on there uh, and just assuming. But at some point, it seems like whatever agreement was made for Tom Brady to come back out of retirement uh, isn't wasn't sitting well, and there were some 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 challenges and some arguments. And I again I go back to the idea that perhaps we're not on the same page. We don't have a team first mentality in the marriage. If you're saying to to yourselves. What is best for the team? What is best for the marriage? Uh, one person giving in 
to the other person really isn't always the best. Now, again, sacrifices have to be made. You can't always get, there's always going to be conflict. And you have to have these negotiations in your marital contract, if you will, to say, okay, well, what's best for the team is, you know what, based on your education and your experience and your talent, what's best for us is, uh, you know, financially, is that you... You're going to be the the main. We're going to pursue 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 your career, uh, and and that's how we and that's how we handle it uh, in our marriage. And that happens in a lot of marriages. Or or maybe we say, you know, um, in my profession, in, in my job, I've moved around a lot. My uh, the organization I work for moved me around constantly over the last you know 18 years. So my spouse. Um, we made a decision. We, the decision we made is she's going to have these roles in our relationship and I'm going to have this role and we're going to pursue those. This is how we're going to, we're going to go. Uh, you know, and I've tried to make, uh, sacrifices and, 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 you know, uh, concessions for, for her and for her dreams and for her happiness. Uh, you know, she, she, my spouse gets to go on, you know, her fun little, uh, ladies trips, um, with her, with her friends. And she's offered to send me. I, I just I just haven't um, done anything like that. But for her, you know, hey, I'm making some sacrifices by maybe not pursuing a career or this or that. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that we can I can provide to her is an opportunity to go for a, for a girl's trip uh, once a year and take a break from from her some of her responsibilities at the house or, or whatever in, in our team, in our team. So. These things will happen, and and again, I'm giving benefit of the doubt to you know Tom Brady and Giselle, where they uh, they're trying to make the best decision so that so that both teammates can be happy, and that the team itself will be um, will be happy because each member of the team is is satisfied. But uh, at some point, it seems like there was a, a breakdown, and you know no nobody knows what that is. But then the the you know the article came out recently uh, where people were reading into some comments that Giselle might have made about wanting Tom Tom Brady around more or uh, maybe you know ever since I thought I think I saw a quote the other day that said ever since they moved to he moved to Florida they they've been having some issues pop up in their relationship so uh, to me it, it seems like perhaps you know uh, decisions were made based on not necessarily what's best for the team, but what's best for one of the players on the team, and ultimately the uh, the the overall satisfaction of the team teammates is not uh, of the team as a whole is not uh, is not where it needs to be. So, you know, we we hope and we pray that that uh, at least at least from my perspective, I, I hope and pray that they can work things out. But when you start getting uh, potentially divorce lawyers in, involved, which was another uh, another narrative or another take on what's happening with the with the Tom Brady and his and his wife. When you start getting divorce lawyers involved, uh, it doesn't necessarily bode well. Now here's the thing. Um, I've seen marriages that are probably in a lot worse shape than theirs is. I, again, we don't know all the ins and outs and the, and the details, but, um, but based on what's been kind of come out in public, there, there are people that deal with way worse situations in their marriage than what, that, than what is being alluded to or maybe reported on or what the rumors are. 
So I 100% believe that pretty much marriages, if both parties want to work on them, you can work, you can fix just about anything. Uh, what doesn't help, what doesn't work, is when is when the the parties, one of the one of the parties doesn't want to work on it anymore. I've I've had that many times in my in my office. Unfortunately, I worked with some clientele who. You know, they, they want to fix things all themselves and they want to work on things all themselves and they come at the last possible moment when their marriages are basically over after a lot of injuries have happened, after a lot of uh, tough things have happened. And and I've got one party in there who's like, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm done working on it. We've, we've tried to work on it. I'm done. And I don't need to, it's not really a shock to anybody or a surprise to anybody, but those marriages didn't survive. But when we, I've also had uh, marriages where, man, people were just flat out arguing in front of me uh, and, and just a lot of hatred and anger and frustration and uh, a lot of toxic behaviors in the relationship. And, uh, and we do some marriage counseling that I'm thinking is not very effective. But then uh, the fact that they were in there and the fact that they took some time outs and, and took some breaks, and, but they still were willing to work on something. Wow, even with some of those uh, challenging moments, they, they still pull through. And that's, uh, that's always fascinating to me uh, as well. I believe that pretty much anything can be overcome in a marriage. I, I've seen some of the worst things that can happen in marriages. And if the parties are willing to work on them, they can not only repair the way it was. Uh, well, I should say it becomes a new normal. It becomes a new marriage, but it's a, it's a new situation. Um, you know some injuries there. You know, again, uh, if we're using the sport analogy, when when someone when someone tears an ACL, they may not be the same, but that doesn't mean they can't evolve and adjust their game, and still be extraordinarily successful. Uh, almost every great athlete, one of the things that they that they do to be great is is to spend a lot of time in the sport. It, the greatest of all time are not just people that have played for a couple of years and then they're done. They're they're people that have stayed a long time, and so they have to overcome injuries. Uh, and in marriage, you can overcome injuries. You can overcome, but it, you're, you're new. Um, you know, you get old age. You, you, your, your marriage evolves. Athletes get older. They can't perform like they did before, but they still can perform at a high level and still be considered the greatest of all time. It's the same in, in the relationships. Uh, so so I'm gonna, we're going to take just a quick break here. When we come back out of the, this little tiny little break, I'm going to give Tom Brady and Giselle some uh, marriage advice. And hopefully it'll, it'll apply to you and help you as well in your relationships. All right, so, so here it is. Now, before I give the marriage advice, I will say this about giving, about giving marriage advice in, in general. A marriage therapist, I hear I hear this a lot. I hear this a lot from people when I'm doing marriage counseling. People will come in and say, "Yeah, we tried to do marriage counseling once, but," and and you know what the most common theme I hear from marriage therapists, uh, people with that have had marriage therapy experience, and and they probably say this after they meet with me sometimes too. Uh, but what I hear is, "Yeah, we tried to do marriage counseling, but um, but afterwards." My, my teammates said they, they're never going back. And I'm like, well, well, what happened? Well, you know what happened? 
the marriage therapist actually was telling them the truth. And it was hard. They were telling them things that was hard for somebody to hear. So the marriage therapist wasn't just uh, aligning themselves with one partner or the other. But they were actually probably doing a great job as a marriage therapist because they were saying, you need to stop doing this to one of the partners. And that one partner felt like they were being uh, picked on or maybe what the marriage therapist was telling them is, is something that their, their teammate is always telling them. And so now they're feeling like I'm wrong and my teammate's right. So, I, you know, this therapist is no good because they're, they're telling me I should do something that's not helpful in my relationship. So I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, do not, if you go to marriage therapy, expect to hear something, expect to hear something that you can work on. Um, and I would submit, again, my, my theory, my basis of marriage is that everybody can work on something, that it's never just one person's fault of whatever happens in the marriage. Now, we might be on a spectrum there. There might be a continuum there where we say, well, it's 80% this person's fault. But there's still 20% that I can work on myself. Don't go into marriage therapy thinking, well, this therapist is going to fix my teammate. Uh, we, what you need to go into therapy hearing and, and, and thinking is, how do I need to change so that uh, my marriage will be successful, my team will be successful? What are the changes I need to make? And oh, by the way, you're probably going to hear some hard things, and that's okay. Uh, get uncomfortable. Uh, stretch yourself. And learn to do those things that are going to make your team more successful in the marriage. So, so here we go. This is for this is for Tom Brady. This is this is my marriage advice. Tom, if I can call you Tom. Probably not. We don't know each other, uh, but that, that's okay. Um, quit the Buccaneers right now. Just quit. You know, I don't. I don't know what led up to the retirement decision. What we weren't in the room, don't need to be in the room. I don't know what went into the unretirement decision. But clearly, the unretirement decision has uh, pitted you and/or your profession and your career against your your wife's needs. Again, I'm not saying that anybody in this relationship, in their relationship, because I don't know it well enough, is an angel or that they're perfect. And I don't expect that they are. And maybe there's some selfishness on the part of Giselle as well, right? I perfectly can understand that. But, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. But whether you like him, whether you don't like him. And, I, and again, I, you know, I wasn't a huge, huge, I wasn't a fan of Tom Brady. Uh, for most of his career, I've come to realize that yeah, the guy has the most Super Bowls. He's led two teams to Super Bowl championships. He uh, is the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe the greatest football player of all time. You have everything you've achieved, anything and everything that you need to achieve in your profession, in this particular part of your profession, football player, quarterback in the NFL. You have uh, all the money you'll ever need. You have, a, a, I think, other than right now, maybe I think probably most of the time you've had a great marriage and you have some great kids. You have all of the resources that you need to, uh, to continue to be successful. So just quit right now. Is, it, is this an unrealistic request? 
obviously. Uh, you know, you know what? I'm not even gonna say this. It's not unrealistic. Just, just quit, quit the Buccaneers. Who, who would you? Who are you worried about? America. You don't know us from Adam. All these football pa- fans. It would be a. Yeah, some people would be angry. Buccaneers fans uh, would be angry. Okay, um, you know your your fans, your your personal fans, people that have defended you uh, and followed you from the Patriots to the to the Buccaneers because they're fans of yours in particular. Maybe they're up. Maybe they're upset. But what an example in my mind. What an example of hey. You know we we often say in our culture, in American culture, that family. You know, blood is thicker than water. Family is the most important. You do for family. You hear these phrases all the time. It seems to be a theme in our culture. Certain one, certainly one that I believe in as well. So, so I get it. A football team can be can be a family, quote unquote. But your your family, your wife, your kids, the people that you committed your life to. That's who's important. What an example to the fathers out here who. Um, are sometimes putting their careers maybe ahead of, of other people. Just quit. So so who, who else are you worried about? Your teammates? Yeah, sure. They probably would think, listen, we, we worked hard, we've sacrificed, we've done all this, and we, we expected you to be here. And I would have maybe I would have signed with a different team had, had, had I known you were going to quit in the middle of the season. But... Again, you're pitting maybe your your own desires and maybe other people against what your family is wanting you to do. You know, theoretically, you finish your career, your family's going to be around there for another 20, 30, 40 years or whatever. But your, uh, your teammates, I mean, they're going to get over it eventually, right? They're going to get over it. So... Or maybe they don't, but you don't have to live. You don't have to live with them. And here's here's the other thing about people that give up on their marriages and 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 they and they quit. And I'm not saying one one way or the other, you should or you shouldn't do. There's there's reasons for people to get divorced, and and you know they have their their justifications and their reasons. And I'm not saying one way or the other per se. But here's what I tell people when I hear that they might be getting divorced: if you have kids together, you are only getting divorced to a certain point. And I, I would think that, that you know, Tom Brady has a, a son with somebody else, so he understands that. You, you still have to put up with the other parent. You have to still deal with the other parent as long as the kid is alive, right? Because, you know, for 18 years, maybe you're paying some sort of child support, but then after they turn 18, okay, well, you're still not done with the relationship. You you know, your your child's going to graduate from college, and your child's going to graduate from, or is going get to a, get a job, and... And have children, and um, and have grandchildren. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be around each other for forever, uh, and you're gonna have to be, you know, seeing each other at these things forever. Uh, so you're not really getting rid of that relationship. Uh, maybe not a, on a daily basis, twenty four seven, but you're really not getting rid of it. So so yeah, just I mean, just quit right now. I would say, don't worry about the fans. Don't worry about your your post career, your post football career. Maybe that's another concern. Hey, I'm I'm I got a big contract with another company when I leave, and I'll be the face, and and maybe that will will 
impact my my relationship but man I just it's not easy for it, it wouldn't be easy for me or some of us regular Joes so to speak to just quit a job just because our spouse doesn't like us in that job if I quit my job today it would cause more problems in our relationship than than um, than whatever is happening and me putting too much into my into my work or whatever I can make adjustments to my time to to take care of my family more but I can't just quit my job but I mean you got all, you got all the money you want to um, just do it man just do it again I don't expect that that would happen right uh, not 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 only that but um, chances are highly likely Tom Brady would never hear what I just had to say but that would be my advice is in your situation in your setting you have the resources and if you know if the concern is well I still have the passion for it I still want to work for it I still want to get that's fine but you know get you can also afford a really good therapist to help you to you know or a life coach or somebody to help you to shift that passion to something else and I understand that a lot of these a lot of the great athletes they, they just can't get get past the, the, the lack of the competition and the passion that they have. I get that. Um, or maybe I don't because I'm not in their position, but but I can I can understand that that would be challenging. And I hear other athletes talk about how difficult it is and they're always trying to compete in other things and they and they, they try to get that rush again of competition. And maybe that's part of it. Um, but you also can afford like the best therapy um, around to help you to, to shift that passion to something else. And, uh, so again, my, if I were, uh, if I were having them in front of me, that would be the first thing I would, I would say is just, just quit right now. Um, I think you would, you would go from the greatest football player of all time to the greatest dad and the greatest husband of all time, but you also can't do that halfway. And I'm not going to get into this now, but just, uh, I probably mentioned it before. I'm going to delve, dive deeper into this concept that you cannot do these things halfway. If you do, and, and I would submit maybe even uh, in this case where perhaps uh, when Tom Brady unretired, maybe there was a discussion and perhaps that, you know, in a marriage we, we try to make the other person happy and perhaps, you know, Giselle was half-heartedly, again, I wasn't there, but I'm just picturing what may, may have happened, maybe half-heartedly was saying, uh, okay, okay, I'll, okay, one more year, one more year, one more year. Okay, maybe that's, maybe that, but it was, a, it, but if it's a half-hearted effort um, and you, and we're not fully committed to it, then it's not going to work either. It's just, it's going to cause pain and hurt and, you know, so maybe, maybe it was agreed upon at a certain point. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I will put up with it one last year. This is it, blah, you know, we're done. After this, and maybe that was, and, and maybe in the moment we meant it, but maybe things late, later on happen. Again, this happens all the time in our, our relationships, and it, and it may not be so much as, as a career and a job or, or whatever. It may be, you know, uh, sure, go ahead and go golfing this weekend. When the reality is, I'd really would rather you be here. Um, or maybe it's like, hey, yeah, hey, I'll take the kid to this thing. But the reality is, I would rather be home watching, you know, watching the. Uh, MLB playoffs, but I'll go ahead and take the kid to uh, their their uh, their practice. Really, I wanted to be somewhere else, so I'm I'm only half-heartedly doing it, 
And then it's easy for me to get offended. It's easy for me to, to feel like I'm the martyr and I'm making all of the sacrifices or, or, uh, uh, in our relationship. And then that creates the tension that creates the conflict. And we say, okay, yeah, it's okay for you to go, um, take this, uh, trip with your friends and I'll stay home and take care of all the responsibilities at the house. If I agree to that half-heartedly, then I'm going to, then I just have seen and I believe, experienced myself and, and seen other people making those concessions without being fully committed to it and then it, and then it doesn't work and then it causes pain and conflict. So again, not intending, again, I, I'm making assumptions. I think a lot of people are making assumptions. Um, uh, I hope the best for that, their family. Um, I just think that we can easily see here where decisions are being made that were not best for the team. And because of that, we see certainly conflict in the, in that team that we've, we've been talking about, but also we see that, you know, may end lead to the breakup of the team, which, you know, depending on your perspective, at least from my perspective, I would say that would be unfortunate. Um, uh, and, and I think it's because of not having that team first mentality and, and wanting the success of the team. So again, we're circling back, but this is one of the keys. Team first mentality is one of the keys for uh, a dynasty in uh, a team that, that, that creates a dynasty in their sport who is uh, a legendary, this team that's legendary in their sport, the, one of the greatest teams of all time, whatever the sport is, that um, when we start making decisions that are more self-focused and not team-focused, it'll lead to the, to the downfall of the, of the team. As always, we have to remember that every if you're married, you have problems. But you can beat those problems and win in marriage when you implement these simple principles like having a team-first mentality when making important decisions in your relationship. So until uh, next time, have a great week. Keep working on your marriages. Enjoy your sports weekend, whatever, whatever's going on. Uh, and remember also that if, if you get uncomfortable, you stay hungry, and try to be different, you'll have a successful marriage, you'll do well in your life, and you can build the greatest marriage of all time. Sports and Marriage Podcast is written, produced, directed, and pretty much everything else done by me, Chad Thompson. A special thanks to the podcast hosting app Anchor and to Spotify. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Any opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and do not reflect the policies or opinions of my employer or any other organizations I belong to.
Welcome back. The NBA season started this this last week, 2022-2023 season. It got me thinking about what would be my all-time greatest NBA roster. We hear people talking all the time about, you know, what's your Mount Rushmore? Uh, what is your, you know, who, who are the top NBA players? Of course, the NBA, ESPN, uh, the NBA came out with their, their list of the top 75 players in the league for that, for that 75th uh, anniversary season. You know, but I, but I think what happens is in those lists, they just, they go down by individual player. But here's my, here's my problem. The individual player does not have legendary success by themselves. These are all team sports, especially the NBA, the NFL, baseball. These are all team sports. And if you don't have the right people in the right places, never has anyone ever won any team sport by themselves. It doesn't matter how good you are if it is just Michael Jordan on the court all by himself. No one's guarding anybody else. He's not passing to anybody else. He's always just trying to shoot and to defend and to do everything by himself. He he wouldn't be the greatest of all time. He would he wouldn't have won, and we wouldn't consider him the greatest if if he was just a ball hog the whole time. So, and I think when you, when you talk about the greatest players of all time, that's a different discussion. You can talk about the individual accomplishments again, which they didn't uh, they didn't acquire those accomplishments or those. Um, uh, yeah, those accomplishments without having other people around them. So I just think those, those lists are almost so hard to, to do. Uh, it's really almost not even worth it to me. I, I don't know that I really even pay attention to those things because these are all team sports. So I was thinking about the roster, but each roster in the NBA has certain positions. I started thinking about, okay, well, an NBA roster right now is 15 people. You've got 15 people in the NBA, NBA roster they're allowed to have on the team. So who, who are the, the top 15 that I would choose to be on my roster? Again, it may be a different list than who are the top individual players in the NBA of all time. Again, these are hard lists to, to develop because of different time, Sport was played a different way. People are bigger, stronger, faster. These days, strategy is different. The game has evolved. But I went ahead and tried to come up with the list of the top 15 players, excuse me, the top 15 positions I would fill on my roster, uh, the all-time NBA roster. Uh, we're going to start off with who I would argue I, I – Really strongly feel that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest NBA player of all time. I I understand Michael Jordan is probably 99.9% of everybody's number one player, top player. And then maybe LeBron for some people. Maybe there's somebody else, Magic or whoever. But, uh, but I really feel like Kareem, if you talk about longevity, if you talk about uh, innovation, he, he, he had an unblockable shot, although I did, uh, you know, watching, watching the NBA in the 80s, I did see it get blocked occasionally, rarely. And that was, that was not 
during his heyday. That was not during his prime. That was during uh, as he as he began to wind down his career. When I was watching those games live, and as I rewatched some of the games against the Celtics and other people, occasionally someone would get a hand on a skyhook, but he he created a shot at his heyday. It was essentially an unblockable shot. So for me, the center of my team is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Again, a lot of great centers. We'll get to a couple more, but um, but I'm going to put Kareem in there uh, as the number one uh, center. Uh, we go down the list to, to the power forward. On my roster, along with, you know, Kareem can be the anchor. Kareem can be the anchor of the team. He can, he can get you 30-plus points a game. Uh, hit him up in the post and get him get him those points. He'll get you the consistently that amount. So now, now I need now I need rebounding and defense. Kareem in his in his prime also great defender, shot blocker. And again, all of these people I'm I'm using in their primes. So who's the greatest rebounder ever and perhaps defender ever? I gotta go with Dennis Robin. Now, whatever you think about him personally or 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 whatever, but at least on the court, I'm I'm really struggling to find um a better defender, a better rebounder. Was never a fan of his uh, based on the teams that I liked and, and who I was rooting for, but uh, but yeah, sure, why not? De- Dennis Rodman as the, as the power forward. Small forward, I'm going to throw the Le- LeBron in there. Scoring titles, athleticism, height, ball handling skills, uh, shooting. I mean, he's he's got... Uh, many I've heard describe him over the years as a combination of Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. I don't think that's an unfair comparison. Um, maybe we just say he's LeBron. He's so unique. He's just different than everybody else, and you, and you can't really uh, have a comparison for him. So, so we'll put LeBron in there, small forward, and then of course Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the shooting guard, greatest shooting guard ever. Ex- excellent defender. Uh, great jump shooter. Take it to the hole. Whatever you need. Jordan is there. So you've got defense, you've got ball handling with him, you've got ball handling with LeBron, and then, of course, my my belief is the greatest point guard ever was Magic Johnson. You've got uh, the consummate field general. And what I think is important about Magic and the point guard position is the point guard is the distributor of the ball. They need to get the ball to the right people at the right time, the, the right moment, to make sure the team is successful. So Magic was the master of that. Uh, his creativity and his passing, understanding of the game, his his uh, basketball IQ off the charts. And then Magic had the versatility also in the later part of his career where he could take the scoring. He was more than happy to do the passing. And for years, that's what he had to do. He had, he had Kareem, he had James Worthy, uh, and... Byron Scott, Michael, I mean, he had all these people that he could pass the ball to, but um, at a certain point, 87, 88 time frame, they gave him the ball. They said, you, you're you going to be the primary scorer. Yeah, Kareem agreed to that. Again, I'm going to use them as an example of unselfish play. Uh, and in and, and one of our episodes, we're going to we're gonna, uh, juxtapose them against Kareem, uh, excuse me, Shaq and Kobe. Uh, you really find some interesting things there in my mind about how to be a good teammate and what does it lead to versus uh, when you're when you're fighting each other and and what does that lead to so 
so yeah, Magic. Uh, Magic is the number one. Uh, of course, he was my favorite player of all time myself. Uh, Kareem is quickly becoming almost maybe almost tied with Magic in my mind these days. But uh, but yeah, so so there we go. Kareem, Rodman, LeBron, MJ, Magic. Now I I hear what you're saying, especially in today's game. Where's the three point shooting? I got it. Uh, that would have been a great line, lineup maybe in the 80s without a ton of three-point shooting involved. Uh, so that's why I created the roster here. Instead of just the top five, I guess in this case that, that would be my starting five. But then very quickly off the bench, I would bring in some three-point shooting. Well, let's start with the center. we got to go with Bill Russell. I'm not a Celtics fan. I grew up a Lakers fan. So, uh, But... You cannot deny 11 championships, and then more as a uh, manager uh, and, and all sorts of things. So Bill Russell, uh, just in general, the face of the league for so many years, you got to give him uh, the center position coming off the bench. Uh, but he may not be my sixth man, actually. You know, He may not be my sixth man. In fact, I'll get to I think is probably the sixth man pretty quickly. Actually, I would probably sub in the sixth and seventh man at the same time. Power forward, I'm going to give the nod to Carl Malone. Again, I need, I need some rebounding. Uh, I need some defending. Also a great shooter uh, in, the, in, the, um, in the post. Uh, awesome, awesome mid-range jumper as well. I, and that's a little bit of bias. Again, some of, these, some of these ratings are a little bit of bias. I know a lot of people might say Charles Barkley. Um, can't argue with that. But uh, Carl Malone uh, delivered. As the Utah Jazz fans would say, the mailman delivered continually for that team for so long. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Carmelone as my power forward. He's gonna come up in off the bench and replace Rodman. And then uh, for small forward, again, I was not a I was a Lakers fan growing up in the '80s, but I have to give Larry Bird small forward. The guy is passing, is his shooting so. Now we're getting after the three-point, and he would probably be either the sixth or seventh man to come off the bench for me. Shooting guard, I'm going to go with Kobe. Um, defending, in, again, in his prime, defending, scoring, creativity, competitive, competitive fire, leadership. Uh, he can come in with that second unit. They could sub out all at once if they wanted to, and he's going to fill right in for, uh, for where Michael Jordan is, is leaving off. And then I'm going to have Steph as the point guard. Uh, he, again, he's revolutionized the game. Um, people, The game has changed because of, of him and his abilities to shoot. We need three-point shooting on our all-time roster. We've got Larry Bird, one of the greatest ever. Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters ever. On, on Coming off our bench, hitting the threes for us. And again, what, you know, if, if I were managing this team, you'd have your starting five, but then you're going to mix everybody in based on the, the context, based on the, the way the game is going. What do we need at the time? We're going to give him, uh, we're going to give it to uh, Steph Curry and, and Larry Bird come in and hit the shot. So we're going to, we're going to inter intermingle and mix these, this lineup as needed. Of course, it's the all-time roster, so, um, so we can do that and not skip a beat. So NBA team these days they could have 15 people on their roster on their on their active roster. So we're gonna we're gonna go through the last five. I'm gonna give Tim Duncan the center position. Now maybe he would prefer the power forward position. Maybe we could throw some other centers in there. Certainly um, Wilt and Shaq and a few others that might have a case to be uh, our 
the third string, I guess, in this case, center of all time uh, on our on our all-time roster. A power forward. Again, it was a tight decision between Barkley and Malone. I went with my with my heart to put Malone above Barkley, but so so Barkley's a no-brainer on the on the third string. Uh, Scotty Pippen for power forward. Again, man, my heart really wanted to say James Worthy. Both of them were in the top 50 NBA players of all time. I really wanted to go with James Worthy, but uh, because of my my heart. But Scottie Pippen proved it. He was the he was the uh, dynamic duo with with uh, Michael Jordan all those years. So let's give it to let's give it to Scottie Pippen. Give it to Scottie Pippen. Uh, Jerry West, I'm putting as a shooting guard and or point guard interchangeably with Oscar Robinson. Those are going to round up my my top 15 of all time. Put them in either position. Again, we're going to, in our in our all-time roster, we can mix and mingle all these lineups and put some, somebody with, with somebody else and and have a, a great time mixing all those together. Uh, but, but the reason I, ch- again, chose the roster is not be- because on an NBA team I can't have, uh, you know, maybe my top five is of, of all time, just individual players. Maybe my top five is, again, for me, probably Kareem, number one, and then Michael Jordan, and then LeBron. Perhaps in Magic again, those those line up with, with my starting five, but I might not have Rodman as a as an individual player, as the number five. But I'm but I'm putting together a roster, where I need certain players to be doing certain things, and who is the best at, getting rebounding rebounds and defense for me, which is what, which is why I chose him for that particular position. Now, uh, you know you. You can't just throw out, you know, you, you can't just throw out a bunch of, of, of guards, the greatest guards ever, and put them up against uh, an NBA roster. Uh, you're not going to have uh, Steph Curry playing center, right? Uh, because there are certain characteristics of these positions that are fairly standard. Again, you're not going to have a six foot two or three guy playing center. Now, Magic Johnson, as a point guard, six foot nine, did play center for an NBA uh, Finals game, and helped the lead the Lakers to a championship over the Sixers. But um, and, oh, dang it! And I even forgot uh, Dr. J on on my list here. I, I don't know how I could do that. I, too many, too many to try to to fit on the team. Certainly, Dr. J could be on a top fifteen roster for sure uh, of all time. But uh, but yeah, so so. There are going to be certain characteristics that each player has that's going to make them the best at, at that particular position to fill that particular role. Uh, so we're going to take a, just a quick break. When we get back from the break, we'll cover you know, what, are, what are the roles based on position and what are some of the characteristics that these players have that... Uh, just in, just in general for a team, uh, what are some of these characteristics? So let's take a just a very short break. <laughs> 